Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up with Nana Sangmua, who's the president and CEO of Roscan Gold. And we haven't spoken to him since last August, and we weren't here to find out what he's been doing since we last spoke. I'm interested in the future. They've made a significant appointment at board level. I wanted to try and understand the level of their ambition moving forward. So if you want our thoughts on, on that conversation um, and indeed the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club, where you can also find detailed company reports and analysis. We've got training courses on there to help you with your diligence process. We've done summaries of interviews, in fact, all of our interviews to save you some time because we know you're busy people. Plus, we've got commentaries from experts from all around the world on a variety of companies and commodities, including precious metals. Um, but more importantly, there's a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, friendly and safe environment, free from judgment, trolling and abuse. And if that sounds nice, and I think it should, go and join them. They're at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Nana, how are you, sir? Very well, thanks. And glad to be back on your show. I'm glad you're back on the show, too. You've been very busy since we spoke last August. How have you been keeping your in yourself? All good? Uh, it's just forgetting about sleep and just plugging away. But it's exciting time for the evolution of the company. And we've been quite busy the last time we spoke. And I think we've made some serious moves to show more of the trajectory where we want to take this company. And I think it's beginning to resonate as well. Yeah. Yeah, you've been making discoveries, drilling high-grade holes over, over decent widths as well, may I add. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's starting to take shape. It's really starting to take shape. And you're aiming for a resource update at the end of this year as well, I understand, yeah? Right. Okay. I mean, I think we, we got to start putting some numbers to the targets and we're busy working on that. Okay. Here's what I'm interested in, in, in doing today. I don't want to rehash all the numbers that you've probably said in every other interview. You, you, like I said, you've got some great grades coming out of here. You've made some discoveries, done some acquisitions, raised some cash. Uh, I want to talk about where this thing's going in a second. But before we do, can you just give us a reminder of uh, just a one minute summary of what it is that you've got there? And then I'll pick it up with some questions. Great. So we've got great ground in Southwest Mali, which we have significantly scaled up to about, I think, 402 square kilometers, making us one of the significant uh, landowners in a, a district that has yielded uh, over six tier one discoveries. And our recent acquisition actually bridged the gap between the main uh, share zone, which is the SMZ, uh, where most of the discoveries have been found, and the newer share zone, which is our SMKS zone. So it has clearly enhanced the exploration potential. And that's the first step. To find the ounces, you have to own the ground and do the work, and then you build the ounces into it. So that is going pretty well. And I think, um, basically, we've also noticed that uh, the success and prospectivity of the region is showing quite well, and we're very convinced that uh, what we have could actually be very supportive for an economic operation 
and we're trying to look forward and build the team accordingly so that we can easily transition into uh, that role and avoid the cares of a lot of junior explorers where the transition actually might come with a lot of cases and value distraction as a shareholder. Okay, thank you for that. And I wanna come back to some of those points because you, you make some interesting points there, but the moment this started to get interesting for me and this became, and in fact, I think a lot of people in the market, because you, we you were about 40 cents when we last spoke in August, and I think you're pretty much the same up until you know March-ish uh, this year, it didn't really start moving. Then you made an appointment which caught my eye, which was um, Venkata uh, uh, Krishnan, uh, former Anglo Shanti, um, Anglo Gold Ashanti uh, CEO. That says to me, you've got serious ambition. You've, you're trying to do something big here. I mean, so what was that conversation like when, when uh, you approached him? Well, I mean, I think clearly uh, people like that have seen quite a lot and they're not in the camp of proving up uh, a million or two and high-fiving yourselves and um, somebody jumping in and he said, okay, great job. I, I don't think that's of interest to players like Venkat and Sergio now who's also built uh, bigger companies from scratch. And uh, I think what really resonates well uh, with these guys is the building blocks that they see because um, obviously hitting exploration success in more than three targets with good grades confirm the scale potential uh, available. Having significant land package also shows that you can expand on the scale of time. So clearly you've got the answers and it's not a promotional game of showing how many ounces you've got. I mean, if you've got the answers, you got to convert them into money. So development and production becomes the next discussion. And I have witnessed that in my role as a, an analyst where you have the exploration success with a lot of teams, but because the skill set to transition to the next stage is not available, one, having access to capital becomes an issue because people always look at the team and wonder, okay, what can they do with this money? Is it a, a science project, a science experiment, or they've actually done and executed something in the past? And that's a box that we easily tick right now. And I think if you look at what we are on track to achieve, even in production at the state, without even fully scoping the ounces on the whole ground, you can argue that you probably could put an operation towards evaluation close to a billion, which is going to be very attractive for all. Right. Okay. Some aggressive conversation in there, and I, which I like, but let, let me just stick with, I want to finish off with uh, Venkata Krishnan uh, coming on board. Okay. A lot of people know, have contacts in the market and they can, you know, they can make a hiring, put it, have an NED or two on the board. It looks fantastic on paper. And those people have got zero interest in doing any work for you. It's just a name on there to help certain companies sort of stand out or give them some sort of stature, okay? Like I said, you've had a more important conversation than that. You want these guys to do a job for you. 
So what have you charged them with doing? What are they going to deliver? Well, I mean, basically, obviously, these guys have seen it before. And um, they are going to be the sages that guide us through the transition. And um, the most important point I would like to highlight here is none of these guys are named rentals that I, I, I think I'm a likable person, but I don't think I can pay them enough just to have a beauty contest on my board. They are very engaged. They contribute every single meeting. And to be honest, they've been extremely helpful in planning strategy because um, it's sort of a strong alignment here. Uh, they got skin in the game and they want to see this to a very fruitful uh, success. So um, as we move forward in terms of strategy, they're engaged. And as we try to cross certain significant hurdles further down the road, it's not a matter of trial and error. It's a matter of knowing some of the true and tested strategies that have worked on these and then running with them. So it might, it would definitely accelerate our transition, reduces the chances of error, and help us actually maximize value for shareholders as we go down this path. Right, maximize the value for shareholders. I'm glad you said that. I, I can tick that box on my list of things CEOs need to say. You, you, but I, I've got to stick with it because it's. I want people to understand how important it is, right? You hire these guys to do a job to help you go from small junior, of which they, the the road to success is littered with many train wrecks, right? You said it yourself in this conversation. The you know the number there's not that many discoveries made. You've then got to get it through to some sort of economic success too. Uh, you know, because most of the seniors, I think you'd probably agree, sort of look at these companies, know that they're not going to be able to get these things funded and they're going to fall by the wayside and they can pick them up cheaper at a later date. You've got some heavyweight guys on here because you've done something um, a, a, a company of your size probably wouldn't necessarily do uh, whilst you're working towards a resource update. You've gone and acquired a you know meaningful land package um, just to the northeast of B2 Gold's um, Fakola permitted area, right? Why? Well, I mean, it's basically enhancing our exploration upside potential. It is real good real estate in those parts. And if it's available, you grab them because um, there's a high likelihood that there's something interesting hiding under these. And as we get some success with our exploration, uh, these land packages actually had to find and lay hold of. So once that became available and we could have a good negotiation done, we thought that was an, a significant piece of the puzzle to put into uh, our coffers because quite frankly, the significance of that package is also giving us exposure on another highly prospective trend, which is the SMZ zone, where several large discoveries have been made. So we get in the best of both worlds, if I put it that way. So you've done some great exploration, you're doing some nice development work, and you've now got some money, you've just raised some money as well. So what, what's the, what does the kitty look like today? How much cash have you got? Well, so we just closed uh, 15 million uh, bucks not too long, um, and uh, we've got six rigs standing. So as quickly as the money comes in, you start deploring some of that. 
But that's going to be able to give us a very robust drill campaign this year. And if you went through our prospectus, we are envisaging close to about 100,000 meters of drilling this year. We've done some already, and we've started putting some of the results out. We expect um, sort of a more consistent news flow as we go along, because we have multiple targets and multiple drills. Planning. And um, I think as we move further down the pipeline, we should also be trying to do some scoping work as we start getting a bit of a good sense of how many ounces we are going to be uh, putting in the kitty in the near term as a first stepping stone to the next stage of development and production. Great, but do you focus? Do you hone in? What 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 advice are you getting on that front? Because you've got a lot of land now, right? The grades are good. You've got multiple discoveries. You've even made some acquisitions along the way. You're trying to build a picture here, and I'm trying to get a sense of what it is and why you're aiming for the end of this year for a resource update. Is that just a, a marker in the sand for the market, or do you have a bigger vision than that? No, we clearly have a bigger vision, but we got to bring the market along with us. I mean, it gets to a point where drill results don't mean much anymore because people like get used to it and people want to see what sort of ounces these things could sustain because they don't want to be there for a long ride and then you show them something that they didn't expect. So we want to walk with the market and show them the first initial made an estimate by year end. Um, quite frankly, we've been very uh, disciplined and focused because our geophysics come up with several exciting targets as well. And we could spend our whole lives just drilling this. But what we want to do is to prioritize and keep our money on the targets that's going to give us the most ounces, the best grades to move forward into putting some planning on paper for a, a, a mining operation. And then we can continuously add to the kitty because once we declare our resource triangle, that is sort of the pipeline of projects to the market, I think the market will be very impressed by how rich the is and how we can continuously be moving targets up in the resource. Totally get that, totally get that. So just, just help me understand where the kind of focus is going to be for this marker and the sound that this uh, resource update at the end of the year. Where, where's the, the bulk of your capital being spent because I, I get the optionality everywhere else, but as you say, you can't just keep drilling. People get a little bit tired of <laughs> high-grade numbers for some reason. I can't understand it myself. But at some point, they want you to show them how you're going to commercialize it. So where's the, where's the focus of this going to be? So basically, um, we, we got two advanced targets right now as we speak, and we have drills turning on them. That is Southern Mankuki. And if you followed our announcement today, we actually got another foot on the Southern Mankuki target, which looks to be a parallel zone, high grade that is open. And it's actually linking into our recent acquisition, which is the Mankuki West onto that geo, uh, uh, the magnetic structure that extends for about 22 kilometers into Kabaya. So, it shows the ability to scale the resource as we go, and those are advanced targets, and we can work from those and devote more resources into those targets. Um, Kabaya, we already inherited a resource there, 
we've shown that it's still open at death and we've taken some new zones, parallel structures as well that could also use some resources to bulk ounces in those two major regions. And some of our earlier discoveries that we made, like Candioli North, which used to be pretty much not uh, attended to at all by the market, we showcased that the grades are improving. We tested this as to a depth of about 120 meters vertical already and it's gradually making its way into an advanced target. And we have others that could come along, but like I said, we completing the prioritization exercise from this geophysics. We think there are some low hanging fruits that could come into the mix, which we could quickly look at, but obviously we will just do enough to be able to come uh, to something that is quite um, respectable to the street by the end of the year and provide us a framework to start doing uh, engineering studies and, and building blocks. And we would not stop exploring. This is just going to be an initial uh, maiden estimate as we continue to bring other targets into the free as well. Okay, again- It's gonna be exciting. It- yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on and you've got some money to, to spend on it now. But, but let, me, let me come back to the mentality of the management team, okay? Because like I said, we, we can, I can read when it comes to all your press releases, you know, what, what you've been up to and the success, et cetera. What I can't get from that is just how aggressive, how confident, you know, what, how big is this vision and extent of yours? Because you've got BT Gold operating in the region, right? You've just bought some land, you know, near, near theirs. Do you want to become an irritant to them so they come and buy you? Or do you want to be a challenger and compete? I guess it's a $200 million company. It's hard to obviously <laughs> talk about this, but I, I, I love people with ambition and obviously building, putting people on the board like you have been doing recently, it suggests there's some ambition there, but is this a, let's just keep going till we, we can make a little bit of money or can you do something meaningful in Africa um, and, you know, and be a challenger rather than a target? Well, I mean, I think that's a great question and the best way to answer it is to look at the track record of some of the guys that have come on the team. And uh, if you think you're going to be pushing the likes of uh, Sesame Jonah around and the likes of Venkat around because you're B2 Gold or something, well, uh, good luck. I mean, these guys, I've seen it before. They've been through the mill. They know how they can add value and they're well vested in this venture as well. So, I mean, it's great to have good company in the district. It probably lets people know what we could become if we execute. But the focus is really on our assets and what we can. That's good news. Now, talk to me, talk to me about Marley. Last time we spoke, there was a, there was a little uh, incident, a coup. Uh, obviously, that blew over fairly quickly. The African nations uh, uh, stepped in and uh, helped out the UN to a lesser degree. Um, business as usual there at the moment? Yeah, I was there in October, um, met with the Minister of Mines and other officials, business as usual. That's why we were not really perturbed and we added RICs during the process because we knew that Mali would definitely have to succumb to its neighbours because they can be an island on its own because everything they do is dependent on uh, exports coming through the borders, which can be shut on them. 
So we're not surprised that the transition went well. Um, basically, the new interim government has done a great job in maintaining uh, the business of government, issuing permits, trying to make sure that the mining code is adhered to. And we've not had any difficulty able to increase our land package size. Uh, from 250 square case to 400 uh, and to as big. And actually, they've been very supportive of what we've done because unlike a lot of juniors that would be staking good ground uh, to put a few holes in, in that and be willing to flip it at um, 5x to somebody, they've known that our approach has always been to do the work on the ground I saw doing put a lot of jobs to the locals and they see the benefits of the uh, our activities, the socioeconomic impact. So I think we've become a sort of a post-digital in that Right. And tell me this, given um, your your understanding of you know how the markets work, you know, you're an ex-analyst yourself and you've got to talk to them in a certain way. Companies at different stages need to say different things, right? You're, you're talking about delivering a 43101 at the end of this year. Great. So it's fairly early stage from a process, uh, you know, the, you know, the process you're at at the moment or stage of the process you're at at the moment. So you've got a certain type of investor, right? So they're going to, they're, they're in for the high leverage expiration type returns that they could, they could hope to, uh, or they hope that they can get. As you go through the rest of the processes and start talking the language of you know doing, delivering PEAs and other other studies, you'll attract a different type of investor again. Um, have that's going to take a while. Have you got, have you really got the stomach to kind of go through that process and change your investor uh, uh, register around to try and go and get more retail on board? Do you think you're the guy for the job? Well, I think I'm, I'm really ready for the challenge, but I think it's a unique situation because if you recall, what we will be doing is to advance the assets that we've put a lot more meat on into production, that there'll still be generative work to be done. And that is still going to satisfy the current investor base because if you keep popping some good grades on some of the generative areas, you're still getting that excitement in. So I think we can carry both uh, portfolios quite nicely as we move further along in the process. Okay. How confident are you about this market? What's happening? Do you know? I don't. Well, I wish I knew. I mean, basically, it's been uh, quite a disappointing start for gold, uh, but I think the intrinsic value of the metal has not eroded because there's some good uh, similarities that you could have in the crypto world, but I don't think they have all it takes to totally uh, push gold to the sidelines. So I'm very optimistic that we would see um, gold come in uh, in its own at some point. I really don't think that the uh, interest rate proposition is sustainable, like going to be going higher to attract alternative investments because the governments can just afford to pay these kind of huge interests on their ballooning deficits and inflation is still going to be creeping based on whatever has been put in the system. So I think 
it's going to be actually quite interesting for gold because inflation might be hitting and there would be less of a leeway to do anything to tame it down. And you have more people flat into gold, which has always proven itself as a good store of wealth. So I'm confident that eventually that's going to happen. And quite frankly, it's good to have some of the speculative uh, demand off the table at the stage. When they come back in, it's probably going to uh, produce a much more violent reaction. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, uh, it absolutely can be. Um, well, I, I, Nana, let's leave it there because I wanted to talk to you because of the hirings and I just felt there was a, a, a movement there, a change um, which was which was meaningful. I wanted to speak to you and see where your head was at. You know, you come back on and see us again soon. Maybe um, when there's you know a little bit more activity with the drill bit, maybe we can we can get into the detail of the actual assets themselves and, and maybe some of the drilling. But like I say, I think you know I, today for me, and I think a lot of people who are watching this show just keen to understand what's in your head and what the future could look like for the company, but also for them if they stick with you. Thanks for the discussion. And like I said, we here very focused to build an exciting company. We think there's lots of potential to take this to the full nine years. We are prepared to do that. We That's where we can maximize shareholder return and we continue to add value through generating work on the other targets that we are bringing and acquiring. So it's going to be an exciting ride and thank you. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.